Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. I think Luther felt he, he could only do... Well, I mean, it comes back to that phrase I quoted earlier that he's meant to have said at the Diet of Worms, and we're not sure if he said it. Here I stand, I can do no other. I think Luther felt he could only do what he could do, really. And if he read Scripture, and that's what Scripture told him to do, and if he felt that God somehow was, was acting through him, he couldn't, he, he, he couldn't be too compromising. I think there was an element of compromise in what he was wanting to do. Um, and I, I think he, he certainly felt driven, he certainly felt chosen, um, but I don't think that makes him the kind of inflexible egotist that, that, that people present him as. He is a very, very complex man. Um, he says contradictory things quite often during his life, and as I've said already, he has these extraordinary ups and downs. So, you know, in his latter years, you will constantly read every, every couple of months, um, he has a spiritual collapse and takes to his, his bed and says he's about to die and meet, meet God in heaven. And then and no one quite knows what to do, and then he recovers. And it seems to me those aren't perhaps spiritual collapses, but those are kind of emotional and psychological collapses. Every man must do two things alone. He must do his own believing and his own dying. The powerful and resolute words of German theologian, monk, philosopher and writer Martin Luther. Hello, how are you? And you're very welcome to Talking Books. I'm Susan Cahill. It's great to have your company this evening. Well, on tonight's show, we're going to unpack the life and enduring legacy of the great Martin Luther, possibly the most fearless man of the 16th century. The man who boldly nailed 95 theses or his disputation on the power of indulgences to the doors of the castle church at Wittenberg, a daring action that set off the Protestant Reformation and much more besides. This evening, I'm joined by journalist, historian and biographer Peter Stanford, whose compelling new biography, Martin Luther, Catholic Dissident, has just been published by Hodder and Staunton, where Peter writes, Luther is one of those individuals who explains why the world is as it is now. His biography is not just for believers of whatever denomination, but for all who want to understand how we arrived at the state we're in. So who was Martin Luther? What did he believe in? And how did one man change the world? Hello, my name is Peter Stanford, and I am a writer based in London. Uh, my new book is about Martin Luther, uh, this being the 500th anniversary of the start of the Reformation. And um, Previously, I've written, in general terms, around books around uh, religious themes, about the kind of culture, the history, the impact of religion on, uh, on its own time and also on our own time. So I've written a book about Judas. I wrote a book about Pope Joan, uh, the female pope. I wrote a book about the devil, even. Really well done on the biography of Martin Luther, Peter. It's um, an astonishingly interesting read. I wasn't too sure how I felt about Martin Luther's start, and I certainly warmed to him as I progressed oh, through the that biography, the which which I really wasn't expecting to do because he was presented certainly as when I was a schoolgirl as quite a formidable, angry, somewhat negative type of a character. I might throw you a big wide open question to kick things off and we can see where we, can, we okay. take it from. Martin Luther wrote that everything that is done in the world is done by hope. Do you agree with that? Can we apply that to Martin Luther? Um, in terms of Martin Luther, obviously I've, I've, I've spent my whole life feeling hopeful, but um, in terms of Martin Luther, I think 
I know what he's getting at, but I think we could probably be a bit more precise about it. Uh, there were two things that I think drove Martin Luther on. One was he believed absolutely and completely that God was guiding him, certainly um, from 1517 onwards when he publishes the 95 Theses. He believes that God, he's doing what God tells him. Um, and he describes it at one time as he's a bit like a horse in blinkers. You know when horses run, they put the, the things over the horse's eyes to make sure it keeps on course and he sees himself very much in that way so some people sometimes say about him oh he had to be right all the time he was an egotist he wouldn't admit that he was wrong and you know that's one way of looking at him but I think a better way of looking at him is this was a man who believed God was guiding him the other thing um, perhaps not hope but courage 